Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Actus Podcast, a bi-weekly program dedicated to bringing you closer to the difference makers in CDI and sharing the latest news relevant to the CDI profession and Actus. I'm Linnea Archibald, the Associate Editorial Director for Actus, and I'll be your host for today's show, which is part of our Leadership with Linnea series. In every episode of this series, I'll be joined by one guest from the Actus Leadership Council ranks or a contributor from one of our Actus publications to discuss a topic relevant to leaders in the CDI industry, whether or not they currently hold a traditional management title. Today, we are going to discuss staff audits, and I'm joined by Jeannie Johnson, RN, MHA. Jeannie is the CDI Director at Premier Health in Dayton, Ohio. She has been an RN for 30 years and obtained her Master's in Healthcare Administration and Informatics from Phoenix University. She assumed the new position of Director of Clinical Documentation in 2018 and acquired the coding department in October of 2021. Jeannie started her nursing career at Ohio Health in Columbus, Ohio, and has been with Premier Health since 2001. Her recent roles include Manager of Case Management and Clinical Documentation Team Lead for Premier Health. Jeannie is also a member of the Actus Leadership Council and the Actus Leadership Council Mastermind Group. So welcome to the show, Jeannie. Before we jump into our topic, a brief word about today's sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Actus Imagine Clinical Encoding Encore, a virtual Actus event happening August 9th through 11th, 2022, featuring recordings of the clinical encoding track from the recent 2022 Actus National Conference. This much-loved staple of the National Conference features core clinical encoding components vital to all those engaged in ongoing medical record reviews. Join us as we reimagine CDI possibilities through powerful, thought-provoking, and must-attend sessions such as Coding Clinic and Official Guidelines for Coding and Reporting Updates, Cough to Determine a Gram-Negative Pneumonia, Why All the Confusion, the Fallacy of ICU Delirium, Sepsis Coding and Documentation Perspectives, and COVID-19 clinical manifestations, and so much more. With 11 sessions on clinical and coding topics relevant to CDI practice, you will not want to miss this virtual event. After the event, you'll have access to all recordings until the end of September 2022. Actus National Conference attendees get $100 off their registration and Actus members receive a $20 discount. Learn more or register by using the link in today's show notes. And now back to the show. So thanks again for joining me today, Jeannie. I'm really excited to sit down with you to discuss staff audits. Of course, one of CDI leaders' biggest responsibilities is ensuring that their team is operating at the top of their potential, both for the individuals and also for the organization as a whole. And while things like department metrics and KPIs can be really helpful in providing kind of a large-scale view of the department's performance, how do you ensure that your individual staff members are performing well? Are there specific metrics that you look at to evaluate an individual staff member's performance? And then how frequently are you looking at those metrics? That's a really great question. Um, so when I 
became the director of CDI for my health system, we didn't have any type of auditing happening um, within the CDL, CDI realm, excuse me. Um, so when I came on, I thought, okay, you know, we had a vendor that kind of reported dollar amounts and that was about it. So we started diving into how can we effectively look at everyone's performance more as um a growing opportunity and not really as a negative impact type of thing. So I started working with my team leaders and we broke it down by, okay, what KPIs make sense? Of course, our chief financial officer wants to know how are we, um, how are we doing from a revenue perspective? What kind of money are we bringing in? But also what's really important to the documentation world. And I will tell you that has evolved. Um, as we've kind of gone through over the last few years. So we started by um, creating monthly audits where the team lead supervisors would kind of look at everyone's performance. We were able to really drill down and get good metrics when we changed our uh, CDI software. And that happened back um, in February of 2019. So we were able to see, hey, what is the CDS querying on? You know, what type of validations is he or she sending? You know, what kind of impact are they having? What is their agreement rate from providers and things like that? So once we got started, we decided to do this monthly and kind of look at each CDS's performance each month as a guideline to... How is everybody doing? Where are we at? What education might we need to work on? So, like I said, you know, there were a metric of KPIs that we started with, and then that has evolved, um, which is great. You know, as, as things change, as the CDI realm continues to grow, we've kind of also tried to pivot with that. Um, I would say back in March, we decided to cut back from every month to every other month, uh, just because there's a lot of time that um, needs to be invested to make sure everyone's getting good feedback. Totally. And I think um, one of the things that leaders are constantly doing is that sort of adjustment that you mentioned. Like, you know, you at first, monthly might have been perfect, but as time wore on, you realized you didn't really need that anymore. And so you can adjust and do it a little less frequently. Um, and I think that's that's the other big piece of what you do as a leader and what leaders do generally is monitor how the process is working. Um so I'd, I'd love to kind of jump in a little bit to the kind of logistics piece of it, as uh, glamorous as I know that sounds. I know that um, from our previous conversations as part of the mastermind group, your peer-to-peer -peer audit process is pretty um, ironed out, even if you are kind of adjusting over time. But could you tell me a little bit about, you know, how you match up staff members, who they're auditing, what sort of um, logistics go into that process? Sure. So yeah, the team is audited from their supervisors, like I said, every other month. And we look at, you know, a plethora of items. For the peer-to-peer -peer audits, that's a little bit different. Um, we started that a couple of years ago, and it really started around the whole AHIMA Actus compliant query document. Um, it was kind of how we got started. And we realized in all full transparency, that we had some work to do um, more around, you know, querying a provider and maybe including the term possible. Is this a possible pneumonia? 
So we had we had some work to do there, um, which is where we started. And most of our peer audits really are still around that query process. Um, and we've set it up where each CDS audits one peer a month. And it's just five accounts that we ask them to look at. And we, you know, start with, is the query accurate? Did it include accurate patient data? And was it written with precise language? Did, I, did it identify the clinical indicators from the record? Um, did the query format sound presumptive, directing, prodding, probing? Um, you know, of course, we don't want that to happen. And then was the query written in accordance with the physician and patient query process policy that we have? We also give the CDS um, some different items to choose from as to what they found, you know, why, what was the basis of the query? You know, was it due to clinical indicators of a diagnosis, but no documentation? Was it request for further clarification? Um, did it have more to do with specificity? Are we looking for that cause effect relationship? Is it a POA status? Things like that. And then what we have done is it's kind of evolved into more than just a peer audit, but the CDS reviewing his or her peer can kind of give feedback and maybe, you know, share what they also see in the case or learn from that case as well. That's great. I think closing that kind of feedback loop, if you will, is so valuable and really kind of makes the auditing worth it in a lot of ways that you're not just, you know, it's not just a one-off opportunity to kind of correct an issue. It's an ongoing educational opportunity to hopefully stop those issues from occurring and educate your staff in a sustainable way. So I love that. And we'll definitely, we're going to return to kind of that idea in a minute too. But before we move on from the, the logistics piece of it, could you walk me through some of the specific items that you're asking your auditors to review during their review? And then um, are they using some sort of template or something like that to kind of systematize the review? And maybe is that different between, you know, you've got your supervisors reviewing every other month and the peer-to-peer -peer more frequently? Do they use two separate templates? They are two separate templates. So for the peer review, it's just a basic um, graph, if you will, where they're putting in the patient account number, you know, kind of answering the questions that I had spoken of before. And then at the end is, you know, the question is, are there any DRG shifts or any other opportunities? So that peer may find something that, you know, their teammate missed or didn't pick up on, and they'll share their findings within that document. Um, for the monthly audits that are done by the supervisors, it is, um, you know, down to, you know, how many queries did they send? How many cases did they open? What kind of queries were they? Um, and then the supervisor during those every other month audit will also audit a certain number of cases to see, hey, was this done appropriately? Did the CDS take, um, you know, did they take the right steps with the query? Did they also mark their sheet appropriately to show an impact? Um, is there something that something else maybe they could have added to their query. You know, maybe they got a disagreed or an unable to determine. Is there something more that they could have put in that query to help make it um, more powerful 
when they send it to the provider. So things like that is kind of, you know, what we're doing. It's a very separate process between a peer audit and um, a supervisor audit. That's great. And I would imagine um, that's helpful to the staff as well, because they're kind of getting two different views on things. Um, So it's not sort of myopic, if you will. Um, It's got multiple different layers of review there involved. So I think that's great. Um, So kind of going back to that the educational piece that you mentioned. So let's say an issue does come up during the audit process. What's your next step there? How do you address those performance issues? And then who addresses them with the auditee? Would that be the auditor, one of your supervisors or somebody else? Or does it sort of depend on the case? Yeah, absolutely. So for the peer audits, our goal is that the person doing the auditing reaches out to their team member, whoever they're assigned to that month, to let them know that, hey, they've completed their audits. If there's something in real time that they want to discuss, like maybe they picked up on an opportunity, just to go ahead and reach out to them and and share that information Um, sometimes if there aren't really too many findings, they may just say, Hey, I completed your audit. I'm going to go ahead and send it over. But if there's real time, you know, things that may be impacted, um, they will just go ahead and reach out. It's also been really interesting to see that, you know, if a CDS is struggling with a case, maybe instead of reaching out to one of her supervisors, she may reach out to the person who's auditing her that month and say, Hey, can you add this as one of your cases? you know, would you be able to take a look at this case today? I really feel like there's something here I might not be um, picking up or I might be missing. So that happens also now too. It's really built a bridge, you know, between the team and, you know, just sharing and growing in their knowledge. Um, In regard to the supervisor audits, we do kind of trend that. If they see something when they're doing um, an audit, they will, they will provide that feedback personally in their one-to-one meeting that will happen usually a week or two after the audits are done. And then we also kind of start to trend that for the team and bring that back as system education every month. That's awesome. And I, I really love that your staff are kind of reaching out to each other when they have questions kind of in real time, like, you know, oh, I know Sally is auditing my cases. I would love a second set of eyes on this. I'll just send her a quick email and see if she can add it to the list. I think that's that's wonderful and sort of a um, maybe unexpected result of the peer-to-peer uh, process. That's really wonderful. So we've talked a bit about kind of the clear benefit for the auditee in this process because they have that opportunity to learn from their auditor, whether that be their supervisor or a peer on the team, and then potentially identify areas where they can improve. But what benefit is there, do you see, for the auditor themselves? And then how has your staff reacted to the process? Did you have any pushback when you were implementing either process, either the peer-to-peer or the supervisor audits? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think all clinical documentation specialists are type A. They like they like to have it right. They like all their I's dotted and T's crossed. So it was a little difficult for some people to be audited. Like I said, when I became the director, we did not have an audit process. We were never audited by anybody. 
before. Um, so that was, that was kind of hard to swallow for some people that had been in their roles for a long time. So I really just had to preface it like, Hey, we're all learning and growing in this role. It never stops. And sometimes, you know, we might not be aware of something. Um, maybe we missed it. Maybe we missed an education. Maybe we never covered that coding clinic, or maybe it's something we just never used. So it has been um, probably painstaking for some of them to get feedback. But now that we've been doing it for a few years, it's gone really well. And it's really exciting to see someone say, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Like, how did I not know that and learn from it? And then also for our newer employees, um, they tend to feel a little hesitant about giving feedback um, especially to a seasoned employee, that was kind of a difficult process for them. But I'm like, I'm encouraging you to do this. This is growth for you. And, you know, we've, we've told them to be open to feedback. Like maybe they won't agree with you, but this is just how you see it. And it's really helped um, our new employees also grow in their confidence level um, and, and find opportunities that maybe somebody else missed. So I have to say it's been a win-win situation, although it might not have been super easy at first. Yeah, that's. I feel like any new process that you implement, a lot of times you're going to have some level of pushback, even if it's not massive and people come around pretty quickly. And especially where it feel it can feel, depending on someone's background, that an audit process might be punitive, which is not it's not your goal. Um, so I think making that clear from the, from the outset and working with people through those feelings is really, um, really a testament to, to your team and your leadership. And um, I'm glad to know that it's going so well. Since it is uh, going well for you and you've seen kind of the benefits of it, if someone, one of our listeners, is considering implementing a similar audit process, where would you recommend that they start? Is there anything that you wish you had known prior to launching the program? And then finally, what outcomes can folks expect to see from their efforts? Sure. So personally, the Actus resource guide has been my go-to for just about everything new I've implemented. Um, you don't necessarily have to recreate the wheel. There are people that have shared their information just like I am today and even shared documents that they use um, you know, to make a simple tool for your team. That's, that's always my go-to. I go straight to the Actus website and look at my resources to say, okay, what's already there? What can I use? What can I build upon? That's great. That's I'm always glad to hear that. And I, I will also say for um, listeners, I will put some links in our show notes to some of those resources that Jeannie is talking about. I know that there's some audit tools in that resource library, and I want to make sure everyone can find them. Um, is there anything else that you'd advise people to think about, um, to do, or any expectations that people can set as we close out? I think if we look at auditing as growing in our knowledge base and just being open to feedback, it just makes you um, a better documentation specialist and it helps grow your team. I think that's my advice. You know, be humble, be open, um, and don't be afraid to share your knowledge with others as well. That is great advice and I think a perfect place to end. Thank you so much, Jeannie. This has been 
just such a helpful conversation. Unfortunately, we have run out of time for our discussion today. And as always, if our audience has any questions about this topic, you can feel free to email the ACTUS team at actus-inquiries at simplifycompliance.com. We'll also put that address in today's show notes along with those links to the audit tools and the resource library so that you can grab that right from there. Now it's time for the Actus Update, a regular segment featuring the latest news on what's going on inside the association. As I'm sure our listeners have seen on the Actus website and also in the CDI Strategies newsletter, it's a busy time here at Actus. We're coming off of the conference and hit the ground running with all of the summer festivities and also our fall planning. Speaking of fall planning, I don't know if everyone saw but the CDI Week theme for 2022 has been announced. That theme is under the CDI, so it's an ocean theme. We are going to be celebrating all of the things that CDI professionals do that are sort of under the surface for the benefit of their organizations. It's a really fun theme. I think our our members and our CDI friends are really going to get behind it and do some very creative things as they always do. Our CDI week dates this year are September 12th through the 16th. So that's right in the middle of the month. As usual, we will have a poster for you as well as some materials like games and suggestions from our Furthering Education Committee for ways to celebrate, as well as our Q&As that will be published during CDI Week and our industry survey. So be on the lookout for those coming soon. Speaking of CDI Week and the industry survey, the CDI Week industry survey is now open. It will remain open until Monday, July 11th. This year, the survey covers the topics of physician engagement, outpatient CDI and risk adjustment, productivity, denial trends, and CDI involvement in the denials management process, and staff engagement in the remote environment. It's going to be a really valuable resource, I think, to our audience because of the information that it will lend. So do take a minute to respond to that survey. We also offer a giveaway associated with the survey. So go ahead and fill it out. If you feel like entering the giveaway, leave us your contact information on the last page, and you will be entered in that drawing which will be announced during CDI week. In addition to CDI week goings on, we also have a committee call open right now. For those of you who are interested in volunteering on one of our many committees, we are currently opening the application for four committees, which are the Furthering Education Committee, which helps to plan CDI week activities and also to um, maintain our ACTUS scholarship program, as well as choosing those recipients. We're also looking for applicants for the ACTUS Regulatory Committee, which you can hear more about on the last episode of the podcast. We had the two committee co-chairs on that episode chatting about their work, if you want to know more about that. We also are looking for applicants for the events committee, which is responsible for planning and selecting speakers for all of ACTUS's live and and virtual events. So the conference, our virtual events, 
all of that good stuff. And then we also are looking for applicants for the Diversity and Inclusion Task Force, which of course works to make CDI a more welcoming and inclusive space and provide resources for individuals to accomplish that goal. So a lot going on at Actis. If you have any questions about anything I just mentioned, you can feel free to email us. I'll put the address in the show notes for today so you can reach out anytime. We'll also be publicizing all of those items in CDI Strategies over the next few weeks. If you're not subscribed to CDI Strategies, that is free to do so. So I will put the link for that in the show notes as well so that you can go ahead and subscribe and get those notifications straight to your inbox. And that brings us to the end of today's Actus podcast episode. We'll be back in two weeks on Wednesday, July 6th for our next show featuring a conversation with one of our journal contributors for the summer edition, which will be focused on clinical and coding topics. You can listen to the show anytime on the Actus website or via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. All the links we discussed during today's episode will be available in the show notes. And as always, we'd appreciate if you'd take a minute to leave us a five-star review on your podcast app of choice to help others find our show. Our intro and outro music is Media Noche by Dion Key, and our ad music is Take Me Higher by Jazzar, both obtained from the free music archive. If you have any suggestions for future guests or topics, please email us at actus-inquiries at simplifycompliance.com. Until next time, take care, everyone. <laughs>